and welcome to this special episode of the Practice Power Podcast. Hey, I hope you had a great week and hopefully things have settled down a little bit for you. Uh, I'm in the uh, midst uh, right now of a last minute preparation uh, for my trip to uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico to uh, host our, tw- our first 2016 meeting of our mastermind group, and uh, looking forward to having uh, 18 uh, very, uh, you know, very special clients to come spend a couple days and really kind of shake things up. But before that, you know, in preparation for this, what I've been doing is kind of going back and, and looking at kind of some of, a lot of the work I've done, uh, because this mastermind group, as we call it, the I Advisor Group, is really all about forward thinking. You know, it's about, hey, what do we, what do we need to look like uh, personally, professionally, business-wise to, to not just exist in the future, but to thrive, to, to really have a competitive advantage. And, you know, part of that uh, preparation was, uh, for me, a journey back to the start of all this, right? The, uh, um, the unintended consequence of a personal challenge I had. And uh, so what I want to do with this, uh, this podcast is, you know, share a little bit of a personal story about myself uh, and kind of tell you a little bit more about kind of, you know, where we are today, uh, tell you a little bit more about iAdvisor, and uh, just to kind of maybe, maybe make you stop and think, is there, is there a different way, is there a better way, a more sustainable way of doing things, okay? So sit back, uh, grab a cup of coffee, glass of water or whatever your favorite beverage is and, and allow, allow me to share with you some distinctions here uh, in this episode. So first off, you know, as, as a lot of you know, uh, I've been coaching in this industry uh, since uh, really uh, 1993, 1994. And uh, in that time, um, I developed certain processes, protocols, skill sets, philosophies and you know, if you read if you read any of my work in some of the industry stuff, you know, in Horse's Mouth, for example, I was one of the earliest contributors there when they were just when they were just kind of starting out, uh, registered rep research, so on and so forth. You know, my my kind of notoriety or my claim to fame was, you know, I was uh, I was the I was the get it done guy. So morning ritual, daily game plan, right? Task it out, super accountability. And, and do, and that was kind of what I did. That was kind of my MO, if you will. And and as an industry, it's it was sorely needed. It's still, it still is sorely needed, right? Making sure we drive results. And you know, I was able to produce you know really strong, at some levels, fantastic economic results for my clients. You know, really grow people 25, 35, 40, 50 percent a year. But uh, I often noticed that while their bank accounts improved. Sometimes they weren't as happy. You know, it wasn't like okay, the more money I make, the happier I became. There was definitely a, a disconnect, if you will, between the two. So you know, did that successful, going along, living my life, enjoying things, and then obviously, as all of us experienced, two thousand and eight, two thousand and eight hits. Right, August primarily, and like everything comes to a screeching halt, and all of a sudden, it wasn't about driving results, it was about keeping people in the game. And I remember August, September, October, November, December, January, February. I remember that period of time. And it was, it was by far the most intense emotionally for me, both personally and professionally. Because I'm an investor, I coach advisors, so I've got it from both ends, right? I've got what's going on personally here and then what's going on in the industry. 
And it was a lot. And at that time, so to kind of go back a little bit, so I operate what I would call a pretty typical uh, American model, right? Which is you work hard, you take a couple weeks of vacation, and at that time my model was uh, I would take one week every quarter, right? So in the first quarter I grab a week, second quarter, so on and so forth. So four weeks basically, which by, by most measurements is a pretty good deal, right? Four weeks off, it's a month, right? One-twelfth of the year, so to speak. And then that's what I did. The challenge was that I didn't get it starting in August, and I went all the way through till end of February. And I just remember, and I remember we, every year I hold a, a business planning retreat, and I remember uh, it, the fall of 2008, I held the retreat uh, in Miami Beach, and we had a bunch of clients come in, and it was, we, we got the business planning done, but it was, it was a crazy time. We had, you know, everybody was just blowing off steam, you know, we host these events, uh, clients, clients out all night, disappearing to South Beach till next morning, just, you could just see all the stress and tension, and, uh, 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 you know, uh, of the people, all the uncertainty. And my job was to keep it all together for everybody. All right, so I'm doing this, and I'm just I'm taking I'm taking massive withdrawals out of my emotional bank because I'm just dealing right, and I'm doing my morning rituals the best I can, uh, doing what I need to deal with. But I also at that time got sucked in a little bit to ooh, what's going on with the future? What kind of day is Joe going to have today? Right? How many nine one one calls? And literally, I was doing my my schedule. Picking people up there and then probably taking another six or seven calls throughout the day of just clients who just needed strategies to talk to their clients. You know, keep their head in the game. And just this massive exodus of emotional energy. And I remember waking up one day. It was in February. I remember waking up one day and I didn't want to get on the phone. And that scared me. Because up until that moment... I never saw that. I never felt that before because I've always been the one to give and I'm passionate about what I do. And I woke up that day and I didn't want to do it. And maybe some of you have had that situation in your careers where you wake up and you just don't want to do it, right? But I'm also a person that's committed. So I get up, I, you know, I do my morning ritual. I put myself in state. I compel myself and I go do what I do. And and ultimately, I felt better because once I get into contribution mode, uh, I'm ready to go. But in the back of my mind, I knew that the way I was doing this was not sustainable. It was not leverageable. And in essence, I built myself a nice little box. Now... Along with that, my thinking at the time was very conventional. So here was my concept of my career. I would do what I do because I love what I do, and I would do it for maybe 30 years or so, maybe 35 years. So I'd do it until I was like 65, like conventional thinking, right? I would do it I was 65. I'd max out my retirements. Hopefully the market wouldn't kill me. Hopefully, you know, we wouldn't spend too much crazy money, take on debt. And at some point, somewhere around 65, because that's what everybody tells you, that's the way it works, right? 
I would be in a position where I can quote unquote retire. And then I would probably sell my practice, say goodbye to my clients. I don't know what I may just close it, right? And off I go. And because that's conventional thinking. And maybe in my brain, I would say, maybe I'd push it out to maybe my, my late 60s. And so when you do that, what's your concept today? Well, you sit there and say, well, I can't take that much time away. I got to continue to make money. I got to continue to build my business, right? I got to do all these things. Uh, February, I remember New York Times list. I saw this stupid, I don't know, I, I don't, it, you know, sometimes you just don't know why things present themselves to you. And I had one of those scenarios that presented itself to me. And I remember it was a four-hour work week. And I, I, I scoffed at it. I said, no such animal. It's stupid, right? Whoever, it's stupid. It's a stupid title. It sounds stupid. And it's, it's, it's got to be fiction, right? Um, but I, I got the book. And I read the first chapter. And it was even dumber than I thought. I said, this is dumb. This has got no bearing on anything I'm doing. You know, who cares? And I literally put it down for a couple of weeks. And I said, I'm going to go off and do some other stuff, right? Um, I don't know what caused me to pick it up again. I don't know. But like a week or two later, it was just, you know, I actually got the physical book. Went to, went to the bookstore, I got the physical book. Or I may have even not ordered it on Amazon and popped in. I forget what I did exactly. But I remember seeing it. And I had my little bookmark in it. And I don't know what, I don't know what, what, what motivated me or inspired me or maybe, there, maybe divine intervention, I guess. And I picked it up again. I think I got the chapter two. And it changed my life by one simple question. And here's the question. What would you do differently today in your life and your business if retirement was not an option? Hmm. If you said to yourself, I will never retire because either A, I love what I do, I'm passionate, B, I'd be bored to tears, you know, there's only so much golf you can play, there's almost fishing you can do, there's only so many things you could see, and then what? Or a combination of A and B. Right, and I'm, one, and I'm quite frankly, I'm one of those people. I don't do well. At, I don't do well at rest. Gotta be constantly in motion. That's just the way I am. But it was an interesting question. I asked myself, so what would I do different? And I was fried, man. I was really, really fried out. I had, I had emotionally, really kind of pushed it out there, well beyond my my, my envelope. And I knew it. And the first thing that comes to mind is, well, I think what most of us say, well, I'd work less, right? I'd stop to smell the roses a little bit more. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd balance better. And chapter two led to chapter three, led to chapter four, led to chapter five. I, I probably, I probably almost stayed up a whole night reading it. Because, you know, I was so engrossed in it, I think, and I was so desperate to find a distinction. And I found it. I remember getting done with it. And I remember going to my wife. I said, you know, this cannot go on the way it is. I'm dying here. I'm giving it all to my clients. 
And at some point, there's going to be nothing left to give. It's just totally unsustainable. Because again, the, the, the intensity of everything I do. And I remember saying to her, you know what, I need to, I need to take a little break here. And it was coming up in time to take a little pause anyway. So I remember, uh, and my wife's really good about this. And, you know, one of my, one of my real strengths and my resources. She, you know, she said, look, you got to get out of here for a couple of days. Go figure it out. Get away from me and the kids and just go kind of lock yourself in somewhere. So I jumped on an airplane. I remember I went to Costa Rica. And I literally took a blank sheet of paper out and started my world all over again. I said, you know what? Blank sheet it. And that's a strategy I've used throughout my career. Whenever I think I'm stuck or, you know, I can't take, you know, I've taken the model as far as I can. I step, take a step back, I call it, let's blank sheet it, right? Uh, Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, calls it creative destruction. Same premise, got to do some demo in order to build it. So I went, sat down, blew up my world and said, okay, starting all over again, what would I do differently? And I came up with this, with this schedule. And I looked at Ferris and I said, well, you know, I can't do mini vacations like he does, like, you know, work a couple hours a week. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm in the personal relationship, personal services business. So I'm not going to go sell dumb stuff on, online and make money. It's not what I do. So I said, so how can I adapt that to my world, right? Client-facing, doing what I do. And then I came up with the concept. I said, well, instead of like, f like five days a week, four weeks a month, and then kind of having these gaps in between and kind of, you know, you know too, many, too many windows where we're not being productive. I said, what would have I squeezed it all into three, to, three weeks? If I just took one week, instead of one week a quarter, one week a month. So I, I'd, I'd crush it. And then I'd rest and recover. I'd crush it. And I'd rest and recover. And, that's, and so I came up with that. I said, and I got really excited. I said, Wow. You know, I can, this is almost like interval training. Before, I used to think life was a, and for some of you who've been around me for decades, you've heard me say, you know, years ago, you heard me say, you know, this is like a marathoner's game. Slow and steady wins the race. Get a good pace, stay comfortable with it, stuff like that. I don't say that anymore, because here's the reality. The industry, society, business, competition has turned this into a sprinter's game. The problem with sprinting is what? It's finite. You got to rest. You got to recover. It's about doing intervals, not about doing mileage, right? So, I wrote up a new business plan, new life plan. But basically, by the way, the business plan that you have today on practice power is are elements of what I put together back in the spring of 2009, and we put it together. And so I came back and. And I had to write a letter to my clients, an email, that effective, you know, I forget the date, March 15th or April 1st, whenever it was going to be, that here's my new schedule. This is when I'm available. Here are the slots. My, you know, my, uh, my team will be in touch with you to uh, figure it out. At the time, I was still doing a lot of my own scheduling, so, you know, I'm going to be doing a lot of this. And I remember, I remember telling my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to press send on this. And you realize that every one of my clients can fire me. They can just say, oh, we don't want to do that. No, three weeks? No, no, you can't do that. I need to talk to you every week. Or I need this schedule. Or I need you available, right? 
I said, well, I said, worst case scenario, <laughs> well, you know what, we're going to find something else to do. And I click send. And at the time, I was probably carrying, oh, about 130 clients, personally, myself. One idiot fired me. And he was a real ass anyway. I was happy to see him go, and I don't say that just because of what happened. You know, it was one of those that, you know, it was good. Pretty much everybody accepted it with some questions here and there. But here's the law of unintended consequences. I had a couple clients when I got on the phone with them to kind of do my, you know, get on my coaching calls. They said, tell me what you're doing. Tell me about this. And I kind of laid it out to them. I said, well, you know, here's what happened. You know, fried out, not sustainable. Um, I told them about Ferris in the book, the four-hour work week. I said, you know, question I asked myself is, you know, what was if I chose not to retire? What would I do different? Great question. Here's what I've decided, that I'm never going to retire. And, that's, you know, I say that today, that I plan to do this until the Lord decides to call me home. And then a couple of them said, hmm, do you think I can do that? And I said, I don't know. I said, it's not about you. It's about me, right? This is my thing, not yours. You work in, you work in your office. You work in your branch. You do your thing. This is my thing, man, right? And I said, no idea. I said, I couldn't tell you. And I had a couple of people start playing with the, the scheduling a little bit, you know, grabbing some extra days here and there and kind of thinking and rethinking things a little bit. And then... Um, then went to Delmar, and we did, uh, you know, we did Advisor 2015, which was, uh, which was, I think, the spring of 09, summer of 09. Kind of laid out a concept, right? I mean, really rough. And for a lot of people in the room, if you were, again, if you were one of my clients at that time listening, you know, like, this is like, what are you talking about? What do you mean this? How do, how do you take that much downtime? And, and the clients are going to be, you know, all this craziness, right? So I had some more early adapters. We played with it. You know, you know, uh, you, know, you know, people that say, let's try this stuff. It sounds interesting. Fast forward a year later, we create iAdvisor. We kind of take this concept now and say, let's validate it. We had a year, we had, you know, almost a year of people doing it. Let's get some more people doing it. And I'll explain what the premise of iAdvisor is in a little bit. I laid out back out, you know, Del Mar, my happy place, LaBerge, right? Go do that. What the premise of iAdvisor basically is, it's an alternative model. It's a different way of thinking, a different way of approaching your business, a different way of approaching your life, where the premise is you're not going to retire because you love what you do. We just got to figure out how to fit it into your life. So it goes from I do my business, and I hope my world survives, too. Here's my ideal life. Here's my world. What kind of business do I need to build? An entirely different premise. Entirely different. It's no longer about putting a business plan together and hoping the rest of your world works out. It's about putting them both together so they both support each other. You know, when I started this movement... Back in 2010, it was all conceptual. It was one of those, I think it will work. I think this schedule will work. I think this concept will work. 
And then, you know, I have early adapters. We take it out there. And so when I say we take it out there, I'm talking about RAAs, independence, wirehouse, and we all start running a model or version of it. And lo and behold, guess what? It works. So where are some of the principal tenets of iAdvisor? Number one, you love what you do and you want to do it forever. Number two, sustainability is what's most important. So in other words, we're not here to kill ourselves and hope it gets better down the road. We want balance and sustainability today. Three, that does not have to come at the cost of economic abundance. So in other words, the sustainability, the balance, you don't pay an economic cost. Because that's a big fear, right? Which is, now I'm gonna gonna do do all this downtime or strategic time, my business is gonna suffer, my income's gonna suffer. And that's the biggest fear, and here's what we found. The exact opposite were true. Because all of a sudden, you're refreshed. You're working optimally. Your, your emotional energy is always at a high level. Your physical energy is always at a high level because you're never burnt out. What's next? The other tenant, number four, is our business is where we're at. So in other words, we're not chained to an office, we're not chained to a desk, we're not chained to a chair, that we have freedom, flexibility to do business anywhere we choose to. I've got, I've got clients as, you know, that rent houses here in Florida in the winter, and they work from here. In their, and their core offices are up in Boston and Providence and all these, you know, where it's cold, man. I've got clients slash dear friends of mine, they go from Anchorage to Maui every winter, and they bring their business with them for several weeks slash months. Productivity is maintained. Revenue continues to grow. And you know what else we've got going on now, which is brand new? We've got clients that started two years ago with one person who took a one-month sabbatical. This past year, I had four people do a month sabbatical. This upcoming summer, I'll have probably eight or nine clients that take a one-month sabbatical from their business. Revenue is continually enhanced. That was my unintended consequence. How we put it together. And what I offer this industry, this profession, that has been so great to me, is no longer an alternative way of doing things. Because we didn't know. What we're offering today is a superior way of doing things. Because I believe... You can have it all in this industry. Economic abundance, time freedom, longevity, balance, happiness. The old rules don't need to apply anymore. That's what's exciting. And... I will say this to everybody who listens to me on these podcasts. Any one of my clients who goes into this model, again, whether you jump in head first or you, put, or you wade in with your toes, it's up to you. 
you never go back. Once you have a taste of this, you don't go back. If anything, you want to figure out how to do more of it. That's the beauty of this. That's the power of this. Right? This movement. And I didn't plan to do this. Again, an unintended consequence. So I guess what I'm trying to communicate to everyone here is if you wake up in the morning and you're just not digging what you're doing or you're stressed or you're frustrated or you're just not having, you feel like you built a job. Go into practice power. Go into the iAdvisor section on on the dashboard and watch those e-learnings. Listen to those modules. Get a sense of it. Create something that you're going to love. And while I'm in Puerto Rico next week, I have a surprise for everybody. I've taken an advisor. I've taken it and, I, and I've created the next step, the next evolution. We went from advisor 2015 to I advisor. I know, I know, now some of you are saying, well, I know it's going to be advisor 2020, right? Or advisor 2025. No. Something bigger than that. Something way more important, impactful than that. And I'd love to tell you about it right now. I'm still working on the presentation, obviously, this weekend. Um, but I won't keep it a secret very long. But I'm going to roll it out to my mastermind next week in San Juan. Then see what they say. And I'm excited. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Um, we'll chat some point next week. Um, now, Thursday and Friday, I will be doing my thing with my group. Uh, so I may, I, may drop some, I may drop a quick note to everybody uh, early next week from San Juan. If not, definitely, you know, the few days after when I get back into town. Uh, I'll be excited to share kind of how that all went. But in the meanwhile, again, if you know you want change and you think you're trapped or you don't know, there is a way. There is a way for you to have it all. Time, money, health fitness, balance, sustainability, everything. And I don't say that because I think we can do it. I know we can do it. So have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all again in about seven days.